You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. So, I have a I have a movie buddy now. Uh, every Tuesday, my dad and I go and see the movie before you and I review it, Eric. And it almost happened. It almost happened. We went into the theater. I said, two for Morbius. The kid looked at me strange, like I said something weird. We get our tickets. We go, <gasps> private screening until the credits started, and then two guys showed up. Almost had a private screening of Morbius. We're talking about it. Eric, how the hell are you doing? You know, that would have been probably the best way to to watch this movie. Right. Maybe, so you could just <laughs> kind of just <laughs> do it on your, on your own. There's not been too many movies that I've actually had private screenings to. Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. I remember that was one. Uh, Eddie Griffin's dysfunctional family. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was. Uh, it didn't start out that way. We had some an older people, a little couple that was in the theater with us. I think they made a mistake. But uh, as soon as the movie started and they saw it was a stand-up, it was. They took about five minutes before they got up and walked out, and we had our own private screening. So um, it seems that uh, there seems to be a trend. In yeah, those movies in that nobody wants to see them. So why did we watch Morbius? Well, it's a Marvel movie. This is a part of this the... This is not a Marvel movie. Well, it's a part of the Spider-Man Sony extended universe. It has an association with Marvel on it. This is going to be in that universe, that Venom Spider-Man universe that's so confusing. I mean, this is a Marvel movie, right? This is an associated... This is a Sony movie. And Sony loves to sabotage its its comic book movies. They it's almost like they get off on how bad they can make these movies. And it's a, it's like oh we have to work with Marvel. Let's see how bad we can make it for them to try to fix everything up. It's it I swear this this franchise it's almost like they want to lose money. Anyway, I'm going too harshly on this and it's not to no, them. You should. Well, you know what it is, is because they're playing catch-up. Again, everyone's trying to play catch-up to Marvel. Nobody wants to do their own thing or set their own example. They were trying to do that, that monster movie thing, and that would have I think that would have worked. I don't know if DC's trying to do their own thing again. Uh, they're trying to relaunch this Marvelverse again for the third time now, right? Or mm-hmm. second time, whatever the hell. And everyone's trying to play catch-up. Sony's just trying to, to ride now. And so they own the characters... And they're just basically on the sidelines just saying, all right, Marvel, which characters do you want? You know, we, we got the cards here. Uh, name your price. We'll give you we'll give you some of them. And, you know, hey, we're going to do vampires next. Okay, great. Here's all the, all the vampires that we own. Would you want to make movies? We can make movies. And it almost feels like they're, they, Marvel, is forced to play with Sony because Sony's just like, hey, we're going to release a movie whether you like it or not. And... If you want, you can play with us to make it go, you know, you know, into your storyline. You guys are making TV shows, or we could just make our own thing and screw it up. Yeah, no, I mean, like, I never say never is a bad thing to say, but it's like with Marvel, Marvel's like the Chicago Bulls in the '90s, right? Mm-hmm. That probably will never happen again. Six championships like that, back to back, back to back. Um, that's what everybody else is trying to be. Everybody's trying to be the Chicago Bulls, Marvel, and they're not trying their own thing. They're not trying to get new players. They're not trying to get good draft picks. What they're trying to do is to be an exact copy of 
the Chicago Bulls, and they're failing every time, step of the way. But I have a question for you. So for people that are listening who may not know or quite get this whole Sony Marvel thing, I'm going to explain to you, Eric, what I think is going on between Sony and Marvel, and please chime in and correct me so we know exactly why this movie happened before You're we correct. get into Jordan, it. Jordan, it is money. It's all money. Well, it, it, it was it, – okay, so tell me if I'm wrong. So – we have the comics, all these different comics from Iron Man to Morbius, right? And comic movies were not popular back in the 70s and 80s, really. So everybody bought all these rights, all these studios, correct? So then 20th Century Fox owned X-Men and so on and so forth. Well, then Sony picked up Spider-Man at some point in time. This was before, like, Iron Man came out, right? And... A whole catalog of it, yeah, because there was a, an attempt at a Spider-Man movie. There was a few TV shows, um, way back when. Okay. All right. So then, okay. So since comic book movies were not popular, all these creators were selling their content so they can get money off of it. And then all these studios own all these different characters, different kinds. So all of a sudden, since Sony owns all the Spider-Man stuff, um, Marvel Studios comes around, get bought by Disney. So we get the big mouse check coming in. And now, even to this day, Disney, who owns Marvel Studios, is trying to buy all of their characters back to the house. Right. Yeah, it's it's they bought the screening rights. Uh, all those those distributors bought screening rights for those properties, and a lot of the workaround was to make new characters or new variations of the characters which I don't know if there's any legal action taken from that. You know how, like, there's, you know, there's, oh, well, this isn't Batman, this is the Dark Knight, you know? This is kind of that thing, you know? Oh, this, okay. isn't, this isn't Superman, this is the Man of Steel. You this know? isn't really Joker. You, you know, like, those little, those little yeah. legal workarounds that they, that they kind of do, where it's not, it's not this, you know, it's this. It's something different. But yeah. Sony, Sony still has the rights because they came out with, well, in 2002, the very first successful Spider-Man movie with Tobey Maguire. So that is their big franchise. They, they have owned it all the way since well, then. They did Blade, right? too, right? Didn't Well, Blade, yes. I would argue that Blade in 1998 was the godfather of superhero movies, but other people argue, and that's a, another podcast for another time. I, I would agree with you. I'd say it was probably the, one of the, the bigger ones that definitely uh busted the wall down yeah that's all i'm saying i'm not saying like if you're going to compare 98 blade to 89 michael keaton jack nicholson batman i'm going to pick that batman movie over blade as a movie but when it comes to breaking down the walls like comic book movies i'm going to say it started with blade and then really knocked it down with x-men so sony owns all these rights so that's the last thing that they have to do, they being Marvel slash Disney. So we get Spider-Man into this young Spider-Man, this Tom Holland Spider-Man, who was a Sony property still, and they make a deal with Disney in order to put him into some of the Marvel movies. And they can make their own movies with that storyline, but they also have the rights to make their own Spider-Man movies as well, correct? Yeah, I, well, okay. their own movies, I think it was just left to, to that to their own properties. But this is where I think that they're working together, and this is why they're going to have movies like Venom, Venom 2, Carnage, uh, this, what the hell we just watched? Morbius. Uh, <laughs> That's terrible. 
Yeah, uh, you know, and, and all these other uh, movies that are coming up, too. Uh, and I would imagine we're going to talk about the mid credit scene and what launching point that that's going to make to its own Spider-Man movies. So, yeah, they might be making this this split-verse you know, this this Sony-verse inside the MCU, and that's already confusing enough. It's just a different branch inside of already a very big tree. It, it's it's a lot to take in, um, and they did this in the in the, the mid-credits. But let's talk to the movie first, because this, yes. movie, this movie does go pretty fast. It's a fast movie, so I'll give it its credit there, is that uh, there wasn't much story to tell, and this movie wasn't trying to tell much of a story. Hour 44 minutes. Okay, so there's something that I went cross-eyed on. So I go, uh, my dad drives me to the theater, and I look at the runtime. I'm like, is this going to be a brisk hour 30, or is this going to be a five-hour Batman movie? Like, what am I getting into? I saw two hours and 25 minutes. So I went, oof, right? And then all of a sudden, Morbius is flying at the end of the movie, done, credits. And I looked at my watch, and I'm like, it's only been an hour and 40, right? That didn't make any sense. And dad's like, no, it was an hour and 40. Later on that evening, I looked it up. This movie has been chopped to hell. Yeah, this this movie, it seems like it never really gets started until it does, and then it ends. Absolutely, because I go back and look at the original trailer that was released two years ago, January 13th, 2020. COVID just started to come around. That was getting into our zeitgeist of the world. This movie was supposed to come out in the summer of 2020 there are scenes in the trailer now eric you know how there's always that thing we've been doing this for a long time where there's scenes in the trailer that are not in the movie right it's a fun game no. to play no this is scenes i mean like there are in the original trailer there are daylight scenes where tyrese and the other detective guy have have a slew of police cars chasing morbius through the woods and you remember in the movie too tyrese is like hey jared leto uh, thank you so much for your fake blood. It helped my arm from Afghanistan when I lost it. And right. then in the trailer, he has a robotic arm. Yeah. It's yeah. like, what? where is this? <laughs> there, Did there I was, sleep? No, no, there, there was a lot. And again, it feels like they jumped around. It really did seem like you could find the cuts. Do you, right. you know what I mean? Like, like in the edit room, like you could just say, like, "Oh, oh, they really did a cut there." Like they jumped from this to the to the other. I'll give you a, an example. Um, basically, any scene where Michael uh, uh, Jared Leto's character is traveling from one to the other or interacts from like his uh, uh, the who's the guy Doctor Who um, Matt, Matt Smith. Smith. Yeah, where he talks with him or he talks with uh, Jared Harris, the doctor. Basically, a lot of those scenes, they go from one room to the other. So he'll go from Matt Smith's, um, his buddy uh, in, in the movie, Milo. Uh, he'll go to his living room and then he'll quickly jump into like uh, uh, the next scene will be where Michael is in his basement or a lab or somewhere uh, or talking with uh, the... Mar uh, Martine, right? Mm -hmm. And like, it's just like, okay, so you guys are in different states. So you're telling me that we went from one scene in New York to another scene where you were, you know, f six hours away, something like that. And like, hold on, what? I'm sorry to interrupt you. That was that's rude of me. Milo, who's the villain, is in a completely different state and city than Jared Leto's Morbius. No, no, no. Uh, um, I, I'm saying that uh, I'm 
commenting about the, the distance between the two and how they jump and the time between oh, the two. Okay, I was like, that didn't make any sense. Okay, I was like, geez, that's bad, Eric. Whew. No, no, no. But the but they do jump around in time a lot here too. I'm not trying to say like, uh, you know, exactly like the oh, this is happening in L.A. while well, this is happening in New York. Although there were times where they were again like, all right, here's Scandinavia, here's New York, here's Costa Rica, in about 20 minutes. Right. Yeah, it didn't make any sense. Well, let's get into it. So. Uh, movie starts out with uh, modern-day Jared Leto limping out of the helicopter, goes into a cave. He has crates, and he cuts his hand, and he has a bunch of vampire bats coming up. Is he is he capturing those vampire bats? Because we later seen in some scenes when he's an adult again in his lab, he has that big tube of vampire bats. Yeah. So was he there to collect them? Was that what he was doing? Yeah, because um, it starts. The movie starts in Costa Rica with him capturing those bats, and then he later comments that they are those Costa Rican bats. They are tropical bats, right? Okay, so uh, let's debunk something right now. I haven't looked it up. I'm curious if you just know the top of your head. Do vampire bats actually drink blood, or is this just a trope? No, they they do, but um, they. Do it on like sleeping livestock, right? Don't they usually like go like on like a cow or like cut, make a little cut behind like the ear and just like lick it? They're not like, you know, going full on Dracula into a neck here. They, okay, you know, they 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 make like laceration, like just just do like a little lick. You know, it's not like they're they're, you know, uh, draining people okay. yeah. or, or or animals. I think they're just taking a little bit. Okay, so uh, after Jared Leto captures the bats, uh, we go back in time and we see a, a, a young Michael and a, a new kid in this hospital, Lucas, Luca, but they call him Milo. Yeah, again, this, this moves fast. This, the, um, the origin of um, Michael and Milo of them being orphans in their their hospital, them both having severe conditions, medical conditions, and then both being um, kind of adopted, right, by Dr. Emil, Dr. Nicholas? Yeah, well, let's talk about that. So this is some bull crap. So we get, we get young Michael meets young Milo, and they have this rare blood disease. I don't know if this blood disease is, is, is a real thing or not, but they can't walk. They have to have the crutches and stuff. Yeah, tiny Tim disease, everyone. Yeah. And they have to get uh, what Michael says. They have to change the oil three times a day, like a blood transfusion. And this is where I laughed at. This I, I chuckled, and I hoped my dad didn't hear me at the theater or the two other jerks that showed up at the beginning. But – Milo passes out. I'm saying this in detail in the scene because I want everybody who hasn't seen it to understand what we saw. The young kid Milo passes out because there's something wrong with the blood transfusion machine. Michael, who's not even 13, uh, is like, oh, my God, Milo, are you okay? Goes to the blood transfusion machine, opens it up, takes out a fuse, has a spring, puts the spring into where the fuse is, wakes Milo up. And then the next scene, as soon as Milo wakes up, is the doctor saying, you have a gift. And and I would be ashamed of myself if I don't send you to Oxford or Harvard or something because you're just you're just a genius. Mm-hmm. So Dookie Hauser vampire? Is that what's going on? Well, it just That's Doogie, stupid. Just Dookie Hauser, you know, like this is kind of 
well, there's many things stupid about this movie, and I think that's just <laughs> one thing to add to the, the to the list. But uh, yeah, they're just again moving it. It's fast, you know. Quick, make it all right. Scene here. Okay, make it so that he did something really special. Doctor sees that him special. Move on, so that you know we can say that money isn't an option and that he's a super genius. It's it's a quick way. Again, they're doing it. They're saying a lot in ten minutes because in this too. Uh, they get the bully scene, you know. Right. Oh, the the bull, the schoolyard bullies are picking on him because they're different, and you know the doctor comes in to save the day. Hey, you know, don't worry about them. You're always going to be different, you know. And gives him the pep talk and that whole thing that we we've seen in time and time again. And it's it, the other thing about this movie is that how fast it moves is that you know what's coming next. Like, oh yeah, it hits all the boxes like everything every single thing about it you know it was you could you could really count on it happening oh yeah i mean it was obvious about what character motivations were going to be and where they went i want to talk about timeline real quick too jared leto in real life is 50 years old believe it or not he looks great for 50 uh but his character michael in this movie is 35 so that means he's my age, right? Mm. So let's say young Michael, the beginning of the movie is what? Would you say he's 13? Um, what, in, in the orphanage? Yeah. That's probably, over. yeah, sure. Let's just say he's 13. That means that was the year 2000, because I was 13 in the year 2000. That bully schoolyards, that, that stuff didn't happen. That's why I was like, bull crap. Bull crap. I don't like the timeline in that. What, bullies didn't no, happen in 2000? Not like that. They did, I never once saw kids beat up another kid because they had crutches and looked at No, that's ridiculous. Oh, I did in, in high school. It's, I know it's another story, but uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was a group of uh, group of kids. That it was they, they took the blind kid's cane and they, and they were hitting them with it. That's Detroit. They were, uh, yeah, well, I, I don't want to go over the story. But. <laughs> okay, let's let's move on. Okay, so then another scene that was cut that was in the trailer is we jump forward. Now My, Michael's 35 years old. He He's supposed to be dead because of this blood disease, but he's, he's not dead. And um, he gets a Nobel Peace Prize, and he goes to speak and then cut. Uh, we get introduced to the, uh, to the, to the girlfriend, if, if you will. And she was complaining to him about how he acted like a jerk or something like that at the um, at the Nobel Peace thing and how he turned it down or whatever. Mm-hmm. He there's a scene in the trailer in the original trailer where you see him do the speech. So I was like, why cut that? What did he say that was so horrible? He probably turned it down, right? He probably said something, whatever. But again, they probably cut it out for time just because that sentence that she says wraps it up. Okay, I mean, it's stupid. I mean, then then why show up? I'm sorry, but like, if I get nominated for an Oscar and I'm upset about it that I'm nominated and I hate the Oscars, I'm not going to show up. Oh, I mean, well, you don't you don't have to then, Marlon Brando. Listen, yeah. the other part of it is, I wonder if Sony was listening because there's a there's a there's a big thing uh, from the audience now, especially for comic book movies, saying that. Um, uh, of the two hour movie people want under two hour movies. It's just becoming a meme. Now it's becoming, you know, that film is over two hours. Movies are under two hours. Kind of that, that 
separation between the two and that comic book uh comic books are movies and they should be fun little roller coaster rides under two hours and so mm-hmm. i wonder if sony had to do some more cutting or if it was just more me too stuff or if it was just trying to do them do i don't know name another dumb reason for, but we're trying to keep it under two hours, and this is w- what happens. You know, you take. I, I wonder if there's a Snyder cut, uh, four-hour <laughs> Morbius cut of this. Well, there needs to not be. I, I mean, like, and they could have made this movie an hour and forty-four minutes with not it being cut up. There's a lot of movies that are great that are a brisk hour and a half, but. Anyway, so Michael has, has his assistant. What is her name? I don't want to call her the girlfriend throughout the whole show. Martine. What's what? Martine. So he has Martine, and he works at this company. I don't know if he owns or if Milo owns, but he works as a doctor at this company called Horizon. Uh, Milo is now an adult, too. And Milo somehow has grown up to be really rich and powerful. Now, we said that they were both orphans. So did Milo get his money from the doctor? that took care of him or did Milo grow up to be a crippled Elon Musk, which they don't explain. Yeah. If, if they explained this in the movie somewhere, I missed it. If there was a sentence or two of dialogue that said, this is why then I, then I missed it in something else, but I, right. I don't know. I, I'm assuming that maybe Milo, the best friend is you, there, there seems to always be someone that is the, the money superpower. There mm-hmm. always needs to be a, a, in a lot of these movies someone that makes it so that money is not in in you know what I mean an obstacle at all. Like it's just one of those where oh don't worry about it money. And I think we'll assume that Milo owns New Horizons or here. Mm-hmm. Let me wonder if I can look it up real quick. Because I'm just trying to figure out – because I'm not saying that, that, that children who are orphans cannot grow up to be rich and powerful. I'm not saying that. I'm saying for this movie, this character makes no sense. To be an orphan, to be left behind, and then to somehow like like the doctor like raises him or something, and then we don't see him invent anything. We don't see him – you know how he becomes rich and powerful. So that's what I'm trying to figure out. Yeah, and and again, one of those things where I don't think we really need to know a whole lot of these characters aren't really interesting enough to to for us to learn why. You know, especially because they're all villains. Like all of these characters are villains for are the they? most part. Yeah. Is Michael a villain? He's a Spider-Man villain. I, I I don't see him villainous at all. I saw him kill a bunch of people. In the beginning when he first got turned, but after that he realized his faults. So then he was trying to do synthetic blood and he was trying to not kill people. He killed only bad people. Oh, that makes it justified. <laughs> hey, it's like Peacemaker. Is Peacemaker a villain? I'll kill every man, woman, and child it takes to get peace. Right. I, I'm, 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 I'm half serious, but is Michael really a villain? He does I, not strike me as a villain in this movie. Uh, anti-hero. Oh, great. So Venom. Yes. I, I would say he's, he's closer to, to that than he's, he's closer to an anti-villain than he is a, a hero, right? Like he's, 
he's torn. He has like this demon. He can't really control it. You know, it's yeah. Obviously, he wants to do good. It's like was it like um, chaotic good? Is that a thing? Uh, it, sure. Yeah, just chaotic good. Yeah, because okay, so he finds out that he can splice human DNA with vampire bats because he said, why can vampires drink blood and not get sick? And they find out that there's something in their saliva that helps them, so they're going to make the DNA. No, no, no. Uh, his his issue was with his blood disease, right? It was that it, it started to um, it, coagulate. It started to, to get thick, and, and it was preventing him. That's why he needed to um, do the, uh, what's the diffusion, right? The, um, uh, the blood transferring. And so his thing was that the, the vampire bats have uh, something in the saliva, right, that allows them to drink the blood. Uh, it allows them to thin the blood so that they can drink it. And if he can somehow create that DNA to splice it with his so that he can secrete um, that, that serum to um, thin the blood, his blood, then it would allow him to, to walk again. It would allow him to a cure, right, to basically... Um, do that, but that God, was the original goal, I think, from what so I understood. Stupid. That's stupid. E mm. Yeah, but then... Ah, that's stupid. He kind of... Um, you know what's kind of funny about this? What was that movie, that, that superhero movie that we watched with Jamie Foxx earlier? Spider-Man? <laughs> the... <laughs> He was Electro in Spider-Man. You, you, you got me. You got me there. Um, it was with him and JGL on Netflix. Oh, Power. Power. Yeah, that was bad. It kind of it seems that we're kind of going into this where a lot of these superheroes and villains are, are getting their their powers based off of animals. Well, that's that's well, I mean, I mean that's that's a that's a comic book theme, right? That happens all the time in comic books. Well, not as often as you as you think, but it seems like they're they're highlighting a bit more of it now. So we're gonna get this one here with with the bats. We already got Spider Man. We're getting Squirrel Girl, um, which I've, we've talked about before, and you know it's just we'll we'll, we'll see. I'm, I'm I'm sure there's another one that I'm missing, but um, I wonder if this I don't know. It, I think maybe just animals just sell, right? I'm sure. I mean, right? Because you're afraid of animals. If you get bit by a radioactive spider, then you can have superpowers. Um, so they so they have to conduct this experiment, and they have to go in international waters. Milo funds the bill for I don't know how. And they have mercenaries. And, of course, as soon as the mercenaries are playing poker, I say to myself, oh, well, they're they're vampire food because this is this is going to be the scene, right? This is the transformation scene. They're always playing poker, like always sitting on boxes. Or, yeah, always, or like, yeah. yeah, you know, guns are on the table, loaded, pointing at the other guy without any reason whatsoever. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm it's just, just like, why you're, you're on a boat and you're taking what, two people, two doctors with you on a boat? Why are all of you packing heat? Wires are all of you to begin with. And who's driving the boat? Yeah, so right. Why, why are make... there other other? Isn't wasn't there like pack? Wasn't there like uh, trailers? Well, yeah, there was, there was, there was, on the boat? Oh, well. Yeah, there were shipping containers. Also, what doesn't make sense, too, is that, okay, so riddle me this. No pun intended with superheroes. So we get introduced to our mercenaries, like four or five guys sitting around a table playing poker. The next scene is uh, the doctor, well, I'm sorry, Martina, Martinez. Um, she injects Milo with the serum, and then 
stop, sorry. She injects Michael with the serum. Michael turns into a vampire. Wah! Right? Yeah. The mercenaries that we saw at the table come in, guns ablazing. Michael kills them all. Now, the reason I'm telling this in detail is because all we saw was those four or five mercenaries. That's all we saw. And then as soon as he kills those guys, there's like a whole army of mercenaries that he's going through that we've never seen before. I'm just like, okay, that's stupid. I feel, though, let's change gears, uh, that we have kind of dogged in this movie for a little bit. I will give it some praise. Some things that I actually do like. I like the design of the vampire. I think it looks kind of cool. You're talking to a guy who's seen a lot of vampire movies. You have to. And I kind of like this real bat morphed with human look. Kind of remind me of Jeff Goldblum in The Fly a little bit. You know what I mean? Oh, sure. No, I'm I'm totally for the uh, the superhuman vampire uh, threat. I've I've always been a fan of the of uh, those um, kind of like the, uh, the you know the super ability vampire rather than it being kind of like a Dracula, you know, like a Bram Stoker's kind of just like a, you know, chill and kind yeah. of play with you mentally vampire versus like the Abraham Lincoln vampire hunter vampire, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, you know, fast zombie versus slow zombie. I, I these, these ones are, are, are great. They're a threat, you know, and I like the, the, the little ghostly phantom trails that they leave when they move super fast. I think that's fine. I think yeah, yeah I, I I like it. Um, I like that they're just basically super fast and super strong. Uh, they have weaknesses that are a plenty, um, but they are name, also a, a big threat. Name one weakness. I don't see because only scene that I sound. The only, that's not a weakness. That's him. That's 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 the bat sonar. His little ears had the little spider tingle in it. Oh, okay. So if I put echolocation, big sonar, like a dog whistle, that I can't hear but you can hear. So that's not. Like that's was, so, that's was that in the movie? Was yeah, but was that in the movie? Yeah, he was. There was an alarm that went off, and he was uh, uh, plugging his ears for it, going ah, and then suddenly it just stopped when he broke the glass. Oh, uh, okay. All right, so it, it uh, happened, Jordan. It did, and it, okay. it happened. Uh, um, yeah. Again, I don't understand. Same thing with Venom. It's just like they they're gonna find these situations to put these characters in where there's high frequency sound, and that's gonna be their their weakness. Which is stupid. That's just stupid. And, and then of course, jumping ahead just for a second because we're going on this rant, is we have to get the scene right. We have to get the scene of the human character talking to the vampire character saying. Okay, I'm reading history of vampires here and stake through the heart and blah 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 blah. Does that actually happen? I don't know. <laughs> Stupid. Yeah. I mean, how many times have we seen that before, right? Well, this is where we get some some comments, some Easter eggs. Like uh, even when uh, at, at at the boat scene after um, Michael first turns into Morbius there, and the FBI, and we get the which by the way I was surprised at, about the surprise uh, about the Tyrese coming in. I was like, oh look at that Tyrese. Oh, uh, he's doing something besides Fast and Furious. I was hoping that maybe this would would tie in the Fast and Furious uh, to the Marvel verse. Who knows? I, friendship over Eric. I'm thinking uh, multiverse of madness. That not only do we bring in all the Spider-Man, but we also get maybe Dom. In there, uh, in the uh, in the charger, and the, you know, just kind of flying through, hitting Thanos. Eric, anyway. the day that you say that Jurassic World is oh, somewhat decent is the day that I agree with you that Fast and Furious is somewhat decent. You're gonna see 
in Multiverse of Madness, you're going to see the Illuminati, and it's going to be like Patrick Stewart uh, reprising his role as um, Xavier. <laughs> it's you know what I mean. You're going to have all these, and then it's going to be an animated like Michelle Rodriguez right there, ghosted again from from <laughs> coming back. <laughs> God. All right, so who's the villain, right? Who's the villain? Is Michael the villain? We, we don't know. We know that Milo knows that Michael – he can see that Michael is, is ripped now. He's, he's all buff, and he, oh, he can do I, these things. Hold on. I was about to go off on a, a, a something about the boat, right? Um, uh, after the – he said, okay, killing on the boat. What was it? What was about to go off? Uh they said something. Oh, they mentioned about uh, the San Francisco. That's what it is. The tie-in. They mentioned Venom. Oh yeah, uh, Tyrese said I haven't seen anything this bad since San Francisco. So I immediately knew that was Venom. That's what it is. We're you're talking about uh, making the vampire cruci- yeah, out of the crucifix, and um, I was talking about how they were trying to do their best, Sony that is, to make as many references to other movies uh, in this time as well too. I think that's one thing that they were keeping in. Was a lot of their references, a lot but of that's, Easter eggs. But that's a stupid drop line because you got to know not everybody going to see Morbius has seen Venom. But it's a stupid so, cash grab. Like this is what that movie is, though. So if you're going for it, then do it. Okay. I I All know. Right. Listen, I, I'm I'm with you. You know, at the same part of it where it's just like this. This feels like a tryhard movie. You know, this feels like. Um, uh, you you know what I mean like uh, like diet like you know Marvel diet type of thing where I, I I see like the mainstream Marvel doing its thing and I feel like this is like you know the 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 cool hip parents who came to the party and be like hey we're we're still here we we can do it too right kids we can make a Morbius a Marvel movie fun and we're just like no you can't you, you stop it you know like I, that's what I feel like this is I feel like that this movie is is. Uh, the pizza and pop equivalent to you know to to the party. So this movie's like the Diet Coke. Yeah, it, it's it wants <laughs> it's it's trying to add something. And I I know it is. It really is, and I appreciate for what it's trying to add because I there's a lot of world building that's that's coming up here. It really and like this movie is is I'm not gonna say it's like bad. It's just like. You know, it it just missed a lot. Like it was just rushed. Like there was a lot there, and they just kind of glossed over it, or just, or just dismissed it entirely, or kind of cured it in like a few sentences. Well, speaking of rush, I mean, again, like I was saying a second ago, this is rushed. Uh, obvious too. Uh, who's the villain? Oh well, it's his friend Milo that has all the money, and his friend Milo sees that he's healed, and he's like, "Give me that," and he's like, "No." Because I'm now a creature of the nights. Right? I'm cursed, brother. Right, I'm, I'm cursed, you know. And and he and nope, nope. Of course, great greatest scene in the movie. We get this nurse chick going down the hall, mm-hmm. which stupid idea, but it was set up really well. Where the hallway is dark, but as soon as she walks under a light, the light on the ceiling lights up, and then when she walks. Uh, past the light, it turns dark again. It's like constantly being lit. Kind of cool. So when she hears noises and she turns around and she sees a light flicker behind her, she's like, oh, my God, somebody's there, obvious, right? Because it's motion detection. Can't see anybody. And then as she's running, you can see the lights behind her go faster and faster behind her. Thought that was cool. 
Yeah, that's a good effect. I thought it was a great setup. Great, great effect. Okay, you got to applaud for me. Um, but that's my problem with this movie is like that is a scene straight from a horror movie. So is this trying to be a horror movie? Is this trying to be an action movie? This movie doesn't know what it wants to be. This movie is Dr. Pepper. I keep on doing a soda reference. There we go. It's not quite soda, but it's something else. No, it, it's, it's, it's a pandering movie. It, it's definitely what that is and i agree with you completely like the one thing that sony does very well is visual art like they do a fantastic job but this movie looked really great like um the the villains i agree with you on michael and milo you know even the um, martina when she turns at the end everything about this movie like it looked great it's just how you know, like the yeah. those those fast to slow motion scenes. Like uh, there's a part when uh, Michael is uh, at one of his getaways where he ascends, you know, and I mean the, the spiral staircase by just kind of launching himself, flying up it. You know, right. And there's a moment where oh, every bullet dodge is done Matrix style in slow mo. Brought that back, didn't we? Yeah, and it's just like, well, why? You know, it's like you didn't you didn't need to do that, but um, it, it goes with the other part of the dumbass cop trope where every police officer anytime is always going to whip out their gun and just start shooting <laughs> right just 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 shoot just shoot first ask Public place later. is a yeah. crowded area kindergarten in a park you know and just like Doesn't oh there's matter. a one guy just unloads yeah yeah no absolutely that's that's typical when it comes to this kind of oh okay so we get milo as the villain he wants to be uh, empowered, he gets again. I made a comment ago about Jared Little's makeup. I actually prefer Milo's makeup, he looked more vampirish. Vampirish is that a word? Um, he looked great. Milo, vampiric, vampiric, thank you. Um, he looked great. I like the way Milo looked. I liked how the face were transformed into a bat. You're not going to hear me complain about the makeup on this. Granted, 99% of it's CG, but I enjoyed the way Milo looked. The fight scene in the subway, really cool. Uh, great popcorn, fun, right? And then uh, out of nowhere, Michael's like, hey, um, I developed this antidote, if you will, and it, it's full of iron, and it knows to kill bats but it's going to also kill humans too so this is what i have to do to kill milo then once i kill milo i'm gonna do me next and it's like no don't do it and then we get the big big fight uh on rooftops and michael's getting his ass i don't understand something when 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 milo's fingernails grow out when he becomes the vampire and he slices jared leto's stomach he's a vampire he's supposed to be superhuman but he acted very human in that moment um, because he's like, oh, God, I'm bleeding. And he has to bite the girlfriend? To yeah. Strength, a la Blade style. Yeah, and maybe they glossed over it again, too. But remember that part where it's basically the superpower only comes with fuel, and your fuel is blood. So, right. you know, you, you, you need that. Like, it, it does drain, and that's what that was, right? Like, his power was just draining. And that's the other thing, too, is that I, I guess it just... Milo just seems to just, we'll assume that because he's a villain that he's just kind of going around and picking off whoever he needs to, to get re-energized, I guess. Did he, did he, okay, so when they were on the rooftop and, and Michael finds him, uh, meaning Milo and Martine, uh, did he bite her? Because when Mike, this movie's dark and I don't mean theme wise, I mean lit wise, 
Uh, when Michael goes on top of the roof, she's laying there on her back, kind of like breathing heavily and like looked like she was injured, but I couldn't tell from what. Could you? She got knocked out, man. She got. Is that is that what it was? I thought I I but no. <laughs> no no. He flew in on the rooftop. Milo was gone, and she's just like huh, Michael, huh, right? And it's like, did she get bit? Did he? Did he? Did did Milo, like? cut her somewhere to make her bleed out what is happening and then she kisses michael she bites his lip and a piece of blood drops under her lip and then she licks the blood i'm like oh here we go but michael didn't seem to notice that so then he bites her to get energy goes into this really great underground subway set like really cool like out of a video game set mm -hmm. and bunch of vampire bats come in we get our big fight and then you know boom michaels comes in and stabs uh michael with the uh michael stabs milo with the iron and allegedly milo's dead girlfriend wakes up with red eyes morpheus more morbius flies to the camera credits what that's it that was it yeah that was it i i, I there was a lot of questions in there too because like they both had the same the same powers right right so couldn't they both control the bats yeah i don't understand that because he even said that these bats like michael said in the beginning when he was in the tube he's like these bats are like my friends it's yeah like, like wow. they, they sensed me they would have ripped me apart but and so yeah i i didn't understand that it's just like but milo is the same like he's he's you know he's of the same tribe as you now if he's injected with that if it's the same term that you did yourself so you guys should be equals in well, that hold part. on hold on now this is where i call bs on those because if this was a movie done well michael is the brains right i mean he's going to sit there and try to figure out things milo is the loose cannon right so oh, michael's yeah. michael's going to sit there and go okay i have these powers what can I do to fix these powers? What can I do to hone these powers? Why Milo's just like, give me the crack and let's go, bud. Like, doesn't care. So maybe, I'm giving this movie credit, too much credit. Maybe Milo didn't know how to control the bats because he is a loose cannon. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's the reason. I don't know. Another thing that I don't know is mid-credits, we get a purple lightning storm, and then out of nowhere, here comes Michael Keaton, the vulture from Tom Holland's Spider-Man universe, and the news reports like, he just showed up, and we don't know why. And then Morbius gets a hold of him as well, and, you know, Michael Keaton does the, what's up, Doc? And they're like, let's team together. And what, what? what? Yeah, I, I really don't understand this, why Sony felt the need to take another character from the MCU and really not use one of their own. Um, you have a huge collection, a catalog, Sony. You could have brought in any character. You bring back the Vulture uh, from Homecoming. That's, uh, well, it, I, you know what? Um, I, I, I want to say something, but it's just like, all right, well, I don't know what the plan is yet, you know? Bring but, in Blade. Blade. Well, it, I mean... Because in this universe, now you have Morbius, you have Vulture, and you have Venom. Yeah. So and there's and Carnage. So there's three. There's four. Spider-Man, Tom Holland, Spider-Man's in this universe, right? No. Because of Vulture. 
No, because Vulture came from that. That crack was the multiverse. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. So we're assuming that this might be. I don't know something Does... something else. No, no. This had this had to be the because in 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 No Way Home, uh, there was Tom Holland's universe, there was McGuire's universe, and then there was, um, uh, Andrew Gar Garfield Garfield's universe, right? Right. But um, uh. We can assume that Tom Hardy's Venom is separate and in his own universe. I... Yes, and the reason why uh, that why that uh, that Venom it came back is because um, Tobey Maguire, uh, his Venom, knew that uh, Peter Parker was Spider Man. Okay, all right, all right. And the okay, symbiotes so... can transcend over over the multiverse. So are we saying in this multiverse timeline, though, at the end of this movie, when the purple lightning happens, that is Doctor Strange and Tom Holland ripping a hole in the multiverse? Because this is the same oh, yes. purple lightning that Goblin and Doc Ock and all those guys come into. Oh, yes. This is this is the same uh, effect that we got in in the Spider-Man one. So this was this movie is definitely brought into into the same verse. So I don't know what Spider-Man we're going to get. I don't, we might get a completely new one. We might get a. We might even get a Miles Morales. In, that would be one. better. I would rather a Milo. I'm sorry, a Milo. I'd rather a Milo Morales. That would be nice. Yeah. So you know, we this universe could be. We don't know who's in this universe. Okay. We, we only have anti. I think so far, only anti uh, heroes in this. This is an anti hero multiverse. So far, it's going to be a Vulture, who's anti-hero you know he's just like he's fighting for the little guy you know he's one of those heroes that was just like oh geez like he's kind of right but he kind of just got too power drunk you know yeah no, he's kind of right but also he spoiled himself and was yeah. like oh, I, was, I was with you for the first part buddy but then you just kind of kept on going all right now let's get into our popcorn ratings okay so eric i've got do you want to go first or do i want to go first i'll go first this time okay go ahead I don't know where to start from this. I don't know if I want to give it a small or if I want to give it a medium. It's uh, not the worst uh, superhero movie. It's not the best m movie, really. It's not really a good movie. It, I feel, I'm going to give it a small just because I feel like there's more to this movie that, and I haven't seen it yet. And until I do, it gets a small. It, um, not anything new. It's just a new character in um, maybe some new vampires into an already existing universe. Uh, it's nothing special. Uh, this could have been done, I don't know, in like a one-off series. This may have been better actually in like a direct-to-video um, release or like a special streaming premiere instead. Uh, better as a Netflix movie or a Disney Plus movie or whoever the hell owns whatever they want to stream this wherever Sony streams now. But that's what I think would would have been better for this movie. Um, but this also maybe just a return to normalcy of just the generic film and movies. There's a lot of fillers that come out during the movie season, especially in the summertime. This may have just been trying to capitalize off of that generic superhero movie. Start of the springtime, summertime during spring break. It's something to go see. Simple, but it's simple in its runtime in its story in its characters in everything and therefore it's nothing new if these characters die in the blade movie then i 
wouldn't care. I would cheer for Blade and not cry over these people uh, or their death. It's I'll stick with the small bag, actually. Small bag with some popcorn because it was fun to watch. Like, don't get me wrong, I did have fun watching it, but, you know, there are also parts where you would snooze or just roll your eyes completely, um, but that's it. Yeah, uh, I actually am going to agree. Um, I think this is a small bag. However, though, it does not live up to the hype. I checked online this morning. This has a 16% out of 100 on Rotten Tomatoes. I've seen worse movies than this. This is not a 16 percenter. It's not that bad. It's just mediocre. It's blah. You know? Like, I don't know. No, no, I, I, I'm I with just, you. I just, I just, it's, 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 it's okay. It's fine. I like the special effects that they had into it. The slow-mo really kind of bugged me. Jared Little was fine. Matt Smith was fine. Everything was fine. Everybody did their job. So I was going into this expecting one of the worst movies I've ever seen with a 16% Rotten Tomatoes rating, but I walked out saying, it's not bad. It's okay. It's fine. I'm never going to see it again. So small bag. I just did. It was fine. It wasn't good. It wasn't great. It wasn't awesome. It was, it was fine. Bleh, meh. You know, that's why I just like, yeah, it, this would have been better streaming on the TV than going out to make a day or an evening of my time to go, you know, at a, at a movie theater. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree with you. But next week, we're going to come back with something really fun. I can't wait to review next week's movie. Uh, really excited. A little hint, it is a sequel. So we'll get into that one next week. But like always, if you like this episode, continue to download us on our website at movieguyspodcast.podbean.com. You can also check us out on any social media platform or wherever you get your podcast from. We are on. Eric, thank you so much for joining me. And we'll be back next week for another awesome episode. Have a good night.